Hi. You know where you are. What's the Rain City Jerks podcast? Hey, sure. Your civil liberties have been encroached upon and women have been turned back into second-class citizens. They're probably coming for gay people and Native Americans' property and land next. But hey, tune in. Rain City Jerks. We're here for those disassociating needs. We love you, baby. Rain City Jerks. Jay was just telling me about how he's, uh, welcome to Rain City Jerks. We're doing a Jerks classic. It's the beginning of July, uh, July 3rd, actually. July 3rd. It's a, it's a cold and rainy July 3rd. Cold and rainy July 3rd. Indistinguishable from October 6th. Nearly. Pretty much. I mean, if you, if you told me it was October 6th and I looked outside, I'd be like, yeah. I think the sun is like a little bit brighter, but yeah. That's true. That's true. If you uh, told me it was noon. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. On October 6th. Um, but yeah, no, Jack and I are bartenders. That's right. We've elevated our status in life. We've nearly completed that lone weirdo Ouroboros where we're now like, I've never attended bar before. Have you? No, it's my first time. So like, I feel like we're due for this, right? Like we should have been doing this for a while. So, so what it seems like is, is that people want us to like work front door and reception areas for their comedy clubs. Yeah. Because we're big enough to be somewhat imposing. Stoic. Stoic, exactly. Trustworthy. Unflappable. I don't flap. I don't flap. E- even when it's appropriate, I yeah, don't flap. Oh, well that, even when I'm supposed to flap, that's when, my, that's when I'm doing my least flapping. Yeah, then you cross those arms as hard as you because, possibly like, can. And I, 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 I've noticed I do this less now that I've moved to the West Coast. Yeah. But like, I used to like... I used to wear like more like mental social armor kind of to where like I would just like dead face everybody. Yeah. Like show like zero in like zero reaction, zero anything, just like total dead face. I I do that less now, but I can still do it. Well, because everyone here does dead face. Yeah. Everyone is just resting bitch face all day, every day. So it's a little bit more social armor to appear approachable. Mm. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of chads out here, man. <laughs> yeah, like we don't have we don't have to armor up. Um, but yeah, we're door guys, we're bartenders. Yeah, uh, I'm guessing we're going to have to start our own detective agency in yeah. the next three to six months here. Uh, but I've been I've been studying, I've been reading up on this bartending stuff, and it turns out there's rules. Yeah, rules and regulations. I'll tell you something. Okay. So if a if a drink has juice in it, you want to shake it. Right. Because then the juice get molecules get bonded to the alcohol molecules. It's a tasty treat. But why do I want to know why though? Like what what has like a, a open slot to bond molecules together? It just it just kind of shakes it up, so everything is kind of in it together, touching everything. I'm like you, you you you've drank a drink probably where like you drink one part and it's just juice, and you drink another part. And it's just sure. We're talking about liquor. We're talking about uh, liquid densities. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about liquid densities, and 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 those kind of juice drinks. You're supposed to kind of get everything in your mouth all at once. Right, right. And then with the uh, with like with like a Manhattan or something where it's just all liquor. Yeah. You don't want to shake that up. You want to stir it, I mean, so it gets incorporated, but it's not. 
Okay. One what homogeneous been, slurry. I don't think that the bar even has any of those like swizzle spoons, do they? No, I just use the fork. You use a fork. I use a fork. Okay, I just put it in like that weird little pory pitcher thing. The glass one. The glass one. I just the, mix, the mixing crystal. That's yeah, the what mixing that's crystal. Called. Yeah. I just put it all in there. I put ice in there, and then I yeah. just start loading it up with all the booze and stuff. Sure, yeah, and yeah. And just give it a little slosh, mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. swish, a little slosh. And then I put the strainer thing on it. Yeah. And then... Feels good, doesn't I, it? I do like the strainer I thing. I like that, yeah. I do like the strainer thing. Uh, I'm really, like... I gotta... I don't know. I've only done it once or twice, so I don't feel that bad about it. But, like... Uh, I want to I want to commit some of these recipes to memory because like making a cocktail like when you're looking up like okay one ounce this one you know, like yeah it, it takes a little while but you, gotta, uh, you know you just you just Google it uh, I actually got a, oh if it's not on the list I'm not making it ah uh, Sonic got me a little handbook a little fat one of those little, little book f- where it's like yeah. every cocktail yeah they're not in any sort of alphabetical order Are they, or ordered by the booze that they're in it's just wait, like what? totally really? random what why. I don't know. Maybe the person was drunk. They drank every cocktail as they put it in the that, book. That seems like the least helpful book. How would you find anything? Just go to the index. Okay. Hmm. Index okay. all the time. There's no logic to it at all? Th- there might be logic to it, but I couldn't find it. Sonnet couldn't find it. Lil couldn't find it. Jeremy couldn't find it. So, huh? you know. Weird. Jeremy's a big drunk also. He would know that logic. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, I'm into it. I don't even really like to drink, but I'm into It's fun. I'm into bartending. And like, dude, we, if you got into like a high volume bartending, oh, yeah. it's so much money. Oh, yeah. So much money. Yeah, no, I need to- I Like need people to... talk about like five or $600 nights, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And yeah, I see it now. I see it now. I and see it now. I need to, but the thing is like it kind of eats into comedy time. That's why I like doing it at Jai Tai sure. is nice because then you get like- the time and the money. Well, and Jai Tai is about as easy it's a bartending as you can do. It's yeah, good training super wheels. training wheels. Uh, there's gonna, very low volume. I'm going to rock that. Uh, I got three bartending shifts coming up this yeah. month. Yeah, I got to. Tra- I got to trade one with you. Okay. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I think I picked I think, those for a reason. But. Well, you said you could take the other ones also. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, th- it's, okay. I think it's just a Tuesday. So okay, sure. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, um, but I've been watching this. The show called Bar Rescue, also, it's great. It's like a, it's like a kitchen nightmares, but for bars. Right. And every episode is Gordon start, Ramsay on it. No, it's this guy named John Taffer. Oh, I've heard that name. He, and he he yells like he goes in and he just like screams at people and tells them to be ashamed of themselves. So he's like Gordon Ramsay. He's like Gordon Ramsay, but like meaner, I think, Ooh, than me- Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. You know that Gordon Ramsay has a heart of gold. Well, yeah, and this guy's got a heart of gold, too, but, like, Gordon Ramsay also has a British accent, so it's a little bit harder to take him seriously. Mm, okay. Uh, but this guy, every episode, he'll start off, like, spying on the bar right. that he's trying to help, and he's got cameras, and he sends in, like... Do you think that this spying is legit, or is everybody already in on it? Because they have to go in and set up cameras and all that stuff. S- sometimes the spies get made, but I've only seen that a couple times. How do they get made? Uh... The one time they got made, it was his wife. And she was like a classy, buxom lady, and she went into this pirate-themed bar in D.C., and everyone was being, like, super nice to her. They're like, oh, can we get you anything? Oh, interesting. Oh, you need anything else? How, how's everything tonight? And it was, it was shit, but they were still giving yeah. her that extra service. 
but then he sent in some other spies and they just totally shit on those people. Yeah. But he'll watch. He's got cameras and he watches for about, you know, maybe like a three minute segment. And he just gets super mad at what he sees. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's terrible. Oh, that, that kitchen's disgusting. And by the time he goes in, he's already at a full boil. Right. And just unloads on these like hapless, usually drunk bar owners. Oh, the bar owners themselves? Yeah. yeah. Wait, how, all right. So if the bar owner themselves is like, how does he get called into this situation? The bar owners ask him. But then he's like, but then they're like, but I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a drunk idiot. I, how I, real is the show? That's what I want to know. Like the the kitchen rescue ones, like yeah. they, they, they call them in because sure. like, they're like, you know, I want money. I want help. I want yeah. prestige. But yeah, like, yeah. if but they're like, I'm doing the best I can. But if like the bar, owner, you know, I don't know. Like there's definitely some staged elements. Okay. But also these people are definitely in a lot of debt and will lose their businesses if someone doesn't help them. That much is clear. Right. Because, you know, they got fucking shitty bars. Sometimes the rescue doesn't work. Like, it'll be like, oh, they closed the bar. Two days later, the owner didn't like the new concept. And then they closed shortly after. So, he's pretty good, but he's not, he's not, it's not like magic. Right. It's not like he has a magic wand that saves restaurants. I don't think that exists. I went to a fancy bar yesterday. Yeah, how fancy? It was pretty fancy. Pretty fancy. I mean, it wasn't fancy at all, but it was like faux fancy. Mm. It was in Portland. Okay. Uh, it was called Raven's Manor. Raven's Manor. Yeah. and M-A-N-O-R. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you go in and it's like super dark. Uh, everything's black. A lot of hot goth girls working there. Excellent. Some hot goth boys working there. They're wearing like uh, corsets. Strappy things, Strappy corsets, things, yeah. Uh, you know, just, just bustiers, bustiers, high goth stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of bondagey kind of boost, like strappy. Things. Any, any, any steampunk apparel? No, good. And Stuff's it cancer. seemed like just like it seemed just like a regular old goth hangout. That was mostly the clientele. Yeah, uh, not a lot of normies in there. A few, but not many. Yeah, and then the well, ba- Portland's got the goth yeah. population. To, Dude, I was down there. I was like, man, maybe I should move down here instead of Philly. Uh, it'd be easier, that's for sure. It would be easier, but probably nowhere near as less expensive, right? Like it's, it would probably be about the same yeah. as expensive. I don't. know. There, there's a lot of places, a lot of cheap places in like southeast Portland. Uh, yeah, but you're getting into like barely Portland at right. that point. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. It was cool, though. I liked it. I wanted to go spend more time down there. That sounds like a lateral move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got the Helium Comedy Club. That's true. Uh, Kyle Kinane. Uh, Does he live in Portland? Or adjacent. Did yeah. he come up in Portland? I don't know. But I he thought lived, he was a Chicago guy. He is, but he lives in Portland now. Ah. Or outside of Portland. I don't know. He lives in that area. Yeah. Uh, what were you doing in Portland? I got a little show. Uh on my way back up from a run down south. But I want to tell you more about this bar, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, down the... You, you got to go down the basement to go to the bathroom. Okay. And it's just all like... You, they were like, oh, this cute little goth girl is just... I was like, hey, excuse me, where's the bathroom? She's like, oh, you go through that red curtain and then down the stairs and through the dungeon and then the bathroom's there. And I was like, oh, just like at home. And I made her laugh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, yeah. That was a good one. She's like, she's like, ha, oh, just like at home. And I was like, all right, I'm in. Got it. Uh, 
so you go down you go down the basement is dark and crazy and they got all these like haunted house dealies stuff down she, there. she didn't know that actually was an accurate description of your home no she just thought i was being silly but yeah. yeah but they had like paintings that kind of like fall off the wall and just like you know motion sensor just trying to scare you they had ah. like, fake blood all in the bathroom with like uh stuff written on the mirrors and like, so gothic yeah it was borderline so macabre it was borderline sp- Spooky, which is not goth, but you know what I mean. Like at the same time, it like it ran that little. It, it was like Disney spooky, but goth at the same time. Little, little tongue in cheek. A little tongue in little cheek. Little Halloween. It was a little. It was a little corny, but it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so I, I I cleaned myself up in the bathroom down there because I just gotten back from roller skating, and that was fun. All the pictures and stuff falling off the wall or like haunted paintings on the wall. And then I go upstairs and I sit at the bar and start writing some jokes and stuff. And I get, I see the menu and they got like absinthe, like good stuff. And so I didn't get the cocktail. They they had all these like funny named cocktails and stuff, but I just got the straight up absinthe. And I've, I've had absinthe before in uh, Prague and that's kind of like, they're big on that. And like they did the thing where they like, they put, put the sugar cube. Well, the sugar cube is always necessary, but I found I think that there's like different ways of like doing the sugar cube dealy. So in Prague, they put the sugar cube on top of the absinthe glass, and then like the, the special spoon, little slot, sure, yeah. slotted spoon, and they dripped some absinthe on the sugar cube in Prague, and then lit that on fire, and then that like caramelized and fell into the absinthe, and yeah. then you stirred it up, and you could add a little bit of water. Uh, the way they did it in Portland, they did do a lot of cocktails with fire. They just had like a little bottle of absinthe, a little atomizer, mm-hmm. and like they would just like they they were lighting shit on fire all the time there. Yeah, yeah. But I just got like the little straight up absinthe. It was, it was like absinthe in a cup, spoon, sugar, and then they put this like little ice dealy on top of it okay to where like they put ice in it and then they started pouring and then they poured water through it and it's got like a small aperture mm-hmm. and then at the bottom of the aperture is like this seesaw kind of mm. like water thing so like it like shunts it off one side into the glass and then it like hits the sugar cube melts it and just like goes back and forth it just like flaps it and slowly dissolves your sugar cube it was pretty involved and I got two of those and some steak bites mm. and uh, steak bites. Good. A little overpriced, but everything else was, uh, was t- quite tasty. I do like absinthe. I like that licorice and I like the lure of it also, yeah. but the, uh, I do like the taste of it too, though. What do you like about the taste of it? This gross. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I like gross liquors. I still, I, I, yeah, I, still I, I like gross liquors. Also. I still haven't had Malort. You haven't had Malort. I still haven't had I it. I totally thought you've had Malort. No, they had they had a bottle at the Kraken, but it was just an empty bottle. Ah. And they, I don't think that they've since gotten it back yet. So I still haven't had Malort. But <clears throat> the liquor store up on Twelfth on Capitol Hill sells the little uh, airplane bottles. Oh, okay. Of Malort, I got a couple of those at home. We, oh, we got a donation a few days ago from Ducky. Uh, they sent us six bucks so we could get some Underberg. Thanks, Duck. Yeah. You're one of the good ones. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to the Duck, quack, quack. Duck, holding Uh, it down at the center for wooden boats. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that was what she was doing. They do all sorts of stuff. Four or five years ago. Yeah. 
machinist, fisher person, uh, selling fish at farmer's markets. Makes sense. Moped aficionado. I don't know. Very, very all over the place. Very interesting person. Uh, but anyway, they, yeah, so I haven't had my Lord, but like the absinthe is just like very herby. Sure. And licorice-y. Herby and licorice-y. Do you yeah. like Fernet? Yeah, I love Fernet. Fernet's so good. I love, it. it's similar to, not as sharp as Fernet maybe, but you know, that's the number one selling drink in Argentina. Yeah, you mix with like Coke, right? Yeah. Coke, I, Coke and Fernet. Is Coke like and Fernet. My, I, we should get Dane to get Fernet at the bar. Uh, just, just for us. We could make it a thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't think we could. You know? I, I, I think that the bar program at Jai Tai has peaked. What do you mean? I don't I don't think that like, I don't think we can elevate it anymore oh. with like different drinks and fancy stuff and cool stuff. I think that people think are just we... going to drink beer and well drinks because it's uh, the shitty bar in the back of a Thai restaurant at a comedy club. Sure. Rainier's are the number one seller. Do people buy the shit out of Modelo? Modelo. People love Modelo. People buy so much Modelo, probably as much Modelo as Rainier. And then Stardust is pretty... I haven't sold a single Stardust. Oh. Yeah, listeners, you got to come and drink at Jai Tai. Yeah. Like... The comedy is whatever, but the drink prices are so cheap. It's ridiculously cheap. It is, it is absurd. I think we could get away with Fernet and Coke or shots of Fernet, though, or Fernet on ice. I mean, we, we could. I just don't think anyone would order it. I think if we told people to order it, they would. We'd have to push it. Yeah. It would be like a joke that we played on them. Yeah. Because most people don't like the bitter stuff. True. Your Amaro's. Uh, your Campari's or what have you. Campari is a hard one on its own, though. It's good in stuff. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't yeah. want to be drinking straight Campari. Yeah, I used to mix that with grapefruit juice in college. That was like one of my main go-to drinks. That sounds pretty good. Campari and grapefruit. I put it. In a, I'd mix it like a little, a little sparkling water in there. Nah, just juice and Campari, and I'd put it in a mason jar and take it to parties. Mm-hmm. Just drink this like pink, pink l- drink. This pink drink. Yeah. Pank drank. I also really liked, uh, it was a Jägermeister-like drink called Schwarzhog Black Pig. Okay. Uh, and it was Jägermeister-like, and I, I was really into it. I liked the label. I liked the way it looked. The taste was good. It was, like, thick and syrupy, and I put it in my freezer, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it would be, like, thick and syrupy and just, like, delicious. I would mix that with apple cider, and that was, like, a fall drink. Okay. And I put that in a mason jar, like a bunch of Schwarzhog and apple cider. I used to drink uh, 40s of Old English 800. Sure. Yeah. yeah, of course. I think that we should start selling those at the bar. But only two at a time. You have to duct tape, and we them. have to duct tape them to your hands. Yeah, exactly. Some people that's called that's called Edward Forty hands. Yeah, yeah. Just, if I'm familiar. Yeah, no, you know, I'm telling our yeah. telling our audience. Uh, they I, they know too. Do you think that anyone listening to this podcast knows what Edward Forty hands? is? I don't think that that would like. I wonder if a bar would be allowed to do that. Like, I know Jai is not going to do that, but I wonder if a, that would even be legal. Maybe if it was the kind of thing where, like, if you can finish them without throwing up or pissing yourself, you get them for free. It's like like a contest. Yeah, yeah. Like when you have to eat the seventy-two ounce steak. I think I think I might be able to do that. 
drink two forty ounces without puking or pissing, or eat the steak. and eat a seventy two ounce steak and eat at a, the same time while your hands are fortied. So what you have to do is you have to drink the forties and then smash the bottles <laughs> so that you've got jagged glass uh-huh. to cut the steak oh, and, right. and eat it. Yeah, yeah. I think that I could eat one of those. 72 ounce steaks and all the fixings. I just wouldn't want to eat the biscuits. You know what I mean? But biscuits, you think you could get that baked potato down? Yeah, I think I could. I could. I, what was that show? Man versus food. Yeah. That guy got really sick. Yeah. He had to stop. Yeah. He had to, he had to, we watched that guy slowly kill himself on TV. Right. And love every minute of it. He was like some sort of proto guy Fieri. Yeah. What was his name? Adam something. I don't know. If, if you're listening right now, man versus food guy, respect. Yeah, call in, man. We want to. We want to hear your. We want to hear your horror stories. That guy's probably got some of the worst shits ever. Also, I think I've somewhat figured out why I constantly have an upset stomach. Yeah, and I think it's less necessarily what I'm eating, but just like the volume of which I'm eating. Okay, because like. I, w- I just got back, dear listeners, from a short little comedy run in Oregon and uh, did a bunch of shows on there. Absolute, he likes it better. Absolutely. He likes it better than doing comedy in Seattle. Absolutely crushed down there. Sold about eight t-shirts throughout the 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 little run, so that was cool. Maybe we'll get some new listeners from that, huh? You I, hand, any sticks, I, I handed out any some stickers. stickers. There were some people that were like, I was being treated like... I've never been treated like this before. It was just like people were like at the last show I did, like people were like, can I buy you a beer? Uh, these two girls were like, do you want to hang out with us? Do you want to come to a bar with us? Did you, did you No, because one, not that cute, uh, but also I was, I, I didn't drive myself to that show. Gotcha, I, I, rode, gotcha. I rode with shout out Ty Boyce and his, lovely, Ty Boyce and his lovely girlfriend, April, um, uh, I rode with them because it was kind of a drive. And, right. And I was like, well, I'm riding with them. So You I, weren't trying to be stuck out in Salem. Well, no. That, I, I was in Salem. This was in Corvallis, Oof. and which is like 30 minutes south of Salem. Yeah, I, know, I know where Corvallis is. Okay. I didn't. And uh, we had people coming in from Newport. They were like, dude, you fucking rule. I was like, yeah. this is insane. This like, I don't, I've never been treated like this before. And they were like, this other group of people tried to invite me to like a fantasy themed game bar called tree beards. Uh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It was wild. No, that's, that's like when there were only three channels of TV and like you, you were stuck watching what there was. Yeah. And so you were the entertainment for that night. Like you were the only thing to do I mean, in the whole metro area. Corvallis so. has got other stuff going on. I don't know. It was that this like not comedy though. True, true. Ty Boyce has got a lockdown down there on shows. Uh, anyway, I've, where was I going with this? Uh, Game bar didn't go home with girls. Didn't go home with the girls. Uh, it was flat. Oh, your 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 food your food was volumes. Oh right. So like on the ride down there, I really didn't eat i left here around like one by the time i got on the road it was like one thirty. yeah and i really hadn't eaten anything that day but i bought some like decent 
granola-y kind of, not granola, but like fruit and nuts and chocolate. Sure. Like a big bag of that. Yeah, basically yeah. just pounded that. Trail mix. Trail mix, yeah. Uh, Gorp. Gorp, exactly. Good old raisins and peanuts. Fruit and nuts, man. It's hard to go wrong with that shit. That's some of my favorite snacks. Fruit and nuts. Throw some like dark chocolate in there. Oh, Ooh. yeah. It's perfect. Um, anyway, I basically ate like a bag of that and just like drank a ton of water on the ride down. And for the next like two days, I was just taking these like power shits. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, I just think I need to like eat less. Like, I don't know what the right amount is because like I want to stay bulked up. You know what I mean? I want to stay stay a beefy boy but sure like, sure but like i don't know i've just but then it like went back to me just taking regular not great shits so i don't really know what the answer is w- what is not great about them i just never feel empty you know mm-hmm. what i mean uh it always feels like i could do a little bit more but it's just not happening you gotta wipe like seven or eight times Nah, not really Oh, you pinch off clean yeah i mean you yeah. got a cigar cutter down there for sure yeah uh, it is, yeah, it's not in my colon. It's like my lower intestine. You know what I mean? You're supposed to have a little bit in there. You're not supposed to shit out everything you have. The presence of stool kind of helps support the internal air pressure of the bowel. Hmm. You always kind of want to have one in the chamber that you're pushing along. Interesting. You just want to make sure you got something to push out. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You, you, you touched on something uh, the other day. You said uh, too much garlic and onions. Yeah. What was that that was my subconscious telling me that. Yeah, yeah. And I've cut back considerably on mm-hmm. it. Not entirely, but considerably. There are no garlic and onions in trail mix. Not, yeah, you gotta get Not the, in that trail you gotta mix. You've got to get the Indian trail mix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I've cut, I've, I've not, I haven't cut it out completely, but I cut way back. Yeah. And I don't know if it's helping or not. I really can't tell yet. That's true. That's true. Uh, you, you just you just want that shit to be big. I just want to, I just want to feel like I I'm done. I just want to feel like lighter. Like I just my brain feels like poop slow, mm-hmm. and I hate that feeling where I just feel like logy and lethargic, and just like I'm just like if I could just like take a massive dump right now, like I would just feel unstoppable. There are times where I'll dump, and it'll be a decent dump, but I feel like I have to sit there for a few minutes for things to kind of, like, rearrange themselves mm. down there. I also started, like, I've done this before, where you just start, like... Oh, abdominal massage? You just, like, start pressing on your stomach and just trying to, like, move stuff along. I use a rolling pin. I, I it can... It, get a lot of torque. It occurred to me to get a rolling pin, honestly. Yeah. But when I was staying with Ty, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice guest. Sure. Uh... You didn't want to blow up his bathroom. I, I, I know what I. I didn't want to sh- blow up his bathroom, and I know it takes me a while in a bathroom. So sure. He, thank God he lived near a Safeway, and so <laughs> I would just get up before uh, April and Ty in the morning, and then bust down to. Uh, and by bust, I mean B U S T, not B U S. Uh, That's bussing. Yeah. Down, no cap. Down to the Safeway, run into the bathroom, and just like. I, two days in a row, I'd had just like absolute monster shits, and then I got Starbucks afterwards, and like it was a little chill way to start my day. Yeah, on you know unfettered pooping because what do you get at Starbucks? I, I got dirty chai's. Dirty chai. Yeah, with oat milk. That's pretty dirty. Uh, but then on the second day, 
Uh, God created light. On the second day of pooping in the safe way, um, I discovered that the lock on the door of the bathroom I was going into didn't really work. Yeah. Because like four people walked in on me taking a shit. It's a fucking swinger safe way. And I was like, and then it had like one of those handicap dealies on the door. So you can't even shut the door quickly. So I had to like get up, dick swinging and just like, slam the door shut so they got an eyeful is what you're I saying know. i think that i know as soon as they like cracked the door i was like oh hey yeah and they're like oh shit sorry. in a panic yeah just and keep so, walking in they're like oh didn't see you there young fella yeah this one guy he like wouldn't make eye contact with me when i came out yeah and then i was like good luck in there <laughs> <laughs> well like uh, i'd be like oh warmed it up for you yeah but that was ugh, that was so annoying just like that's the one problem with public shitting. But also, like, I have... I was thinking about this while I was down there. You can tell a lot about a town, an area, a metropolitan area, or what have you, a a, a, a living space, a city, a township. You can tell a lot about it by how their... Uh, Grocery store bathrooms are handled. Sure. Public restrooms. Yeah. These were pretty nice. Salem, it seems like they, they've got their shit together because they had single stalls. Granted, one lock wasn't working. I don't know whose fault that is exactly, but they had single stall bathrooms. That's a that's a good good grade already. Yeah, yeah. Um, no blue lights. That's a big one. Uh, what do they have blue lights and shitters for? So you can't see your veins. Ah. Yeah. And so, and so, if they put blue lights in a bathroom, you that means people are shooting up. You in know, the bathroom. people. Yeah. Are, it's been a problem to do, do, where pu- public bathrooms in Seattle are a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, yeah, a nightmare or worse. Let me tell you, shitting in Everett at a Safeway, uh, not always the best, not always the easiest. Sure. Have you ever tried to shit in the uh, Capitol Hill Public Library bathrooms? No. So. The stalls there have like saloon doors. They're so high off the ground. Oh, There's yeah, okay. so yeah, much yeah, yeah. like so space can, so underneath. Exactly. So like you can't do sketchy shit in there. Right. But people do sketchy shit in there all day. Yeah. Every day. And they just don't care if people come in and look. Yeah. I saw a guy shooting up on the Esplanade. I don't know if I'm saying that right. If it's the Esplanade. Yeah. Uh in Portland, I was skating around. I took a wrong turn, and mm-hmm. a, he did not even look up. I like nah. skated at him. I was like, "Oh shit, I can't go that way!" And just like immediately turned right around in front. Like a dude on <laughs> a dude in tiger shorts, no shirt, just like roller skating around him, and he's just like could not be bothered. He, dude, that's that's nothing compared to the show in his head. True. Yeah. yeah. It's like get in line, buddy. Uh, yeah. No. So Salem's got a. Good bathrooms. And then I went to shit in a different Safeway one day. Yeah. And this this is they they got a bad grade for me on this, but it's not their it's not the man's fault per se, but uh corporate Safeway as a whole, they don't give the employees their own bathroom. So this ah. this corporate fuck in his like his like white button down short sleeve shirt with his black tie comes down from some office and he's like five steps closer to the bathroom 
than me yeah. make beelining it and we make an eye we make eyes together you yeah know what I mean? and i'm like this motherfucker's gonna try it's, he's gonna he's gonna take your take your take your toilet he's taking the stall and sure loin in your potty yeah sure enough he did he went in there and then i was like oh fuck because like i really had to go at that sure point. and uh so i just pissed instead but like he sat on the toilet and he started having a volcano butt. And I was like, all right, you deserve it. Like you, like, I don't like, he seemed like he, he was holding it together, but he let it go. And like, it was like, it, it was probably like a minute easy of just like, yeah, just like machine gunning yeah, out was, Safeway fried chicken. I was like, Oh my God, what is going on with this guy? Like the entire time I was in the bathroom, like, the entire piss and washing my hands. He was like making machine gun right. butt noises. Just making mud pies. Yeah. Uh, you ever shit in a urinal? No. Dude, in my middle school, there was a kid who would shit in the urinal like every day. Why? I, I don't know. He's got fucking behavioral problems at home or something. Hmm. And uh, I mean, it's kind of funny. It, it, it's kind of funny, but it's also like you walk into the urinal and fucking... You know, I didn't see it every day, but it was yeah. a, it was doing it enough that like everyone, everyone knew it was him, and it was fucked up that they never that they never got caught. Yeah, it was me the whole time, but it was you. Yeah, I was I was the urinal shitter. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, at the HBHA <laughs> years, like what would have that been like? Ninety six to ninety nine or so, ninety six to ninety eight. <laughs> huh. Wait, was it really you? Yeah, it was really me. Why? Like, what? Why? Why? Uh, I think it was like a cry for attention that never came. And I just wanted. I wanted. I wanted to clown. I. I thought it was funny. It is was funny. the thing. Yeah. I thought it was funny, and I was like, "Oh, I'll get caught eventually." And I don't know. Sometimes I kind of like. I like receiving my comeuppance. Mm-hmm. There was this time uh, on the yogurt road. Uh, was a uh, doing a yogurt demo at a Whole Foods in Nashville, and as I was walking out, they're like, "Oh, do you want to be uh, entered into this drawing to win a gift card?" And I was like, "Well, you just give me the gift card." And they're like, "No, but we can enter you in the drawing." I'm like, "Okay, fine, put me in the drawing." And so I walk out, and then I come back in, and I see the table where they're handing out tickets is unattended, and I had like seen in, in between that time I had seen what the winning number was. Like I went and checked in at the front desk or something. So I took the winning number card and put my name on it and put it in the drawing. Like like I I, I got the winning number by you know uh, devious means. And so I went to go claim the prize. I was checking out and I was like, oh, I got this number. Do I win anything? And they're like, oh, you totally won. And I was like, oh, great. And so I give them the number and they go to kind of like turn it in to their boss. And I wait a minute. And then I wait two minutes. And then in about three minutes, I'm like, fuck, this is going to blow up in my face, isn't it? <laughs> this isn't going to work. And this uh, very severe young woman, very type A personality who is, she's managing a Whole Foods way young. Yeah. She comes over and is like, what happened? How did you get this number? And I was like, ah, yes, the jig is up. And she's like, did you steal this number? What's going on? And I'm like, so basically what you're saying is that the jig is up. And she's like, why do you keep saying that? (laughs) And I'm like, I just want you to say, yes, the jig is up. (laughs) And then they called my dad, and I was in pretty big trouble. Uh Uh-oh. They called your dad. Well, because he was the boss at the yogurt company. Right. Wow. So, like, basically, like, they had a stack of cards and, like, 
Custo- they had a stack of cards. Customer one seventy five was supposed to win. Yeah, and you just like cut the line. You weren't. You were customer fifteen, and they were like, "Wait, how did we even like? We haven't even. Yeah, to exactly. One, we haven't even gotten she, to one ten yet." She she left the stack unattended, and I knew that it was one seventy five. Right, and I just like snatched it. Right. And there was no way you could have, they could have gotten to that point yet. There, she handed out every card. Right. And she did not hand that one to me. I didn't even care about the $40 Whole Foods gift certificate. <laughs> I just wanted to create havoc. And what ha- what came of that? Uh, I got 86 from that Whole Foods. And like the, the the next day, my dad was coming into town for like the southeastern dairy festival which was sponsored by that whole foods so i was standing in the booth and that exact same severe woman was just staring daggers at me the whole time because you stole her gift card because i because i created hijinks in her well-oiled machine she didn't she didn't appreciate the value of uh the mischief maker of the coyote (laughs) <laughs> the Hayoka. Yeah. You know, she just wanted everything to run. But basically she was she was like a Whole Foods Hitler. Yeah. I've, I, had I to, mean, I worked at a Whole Foods. Yeah. I, I know you, the type. You you know who climbs the ranks yeah. at Whole Foods. My manager at Whole Foods was a Whole Food Hitler. Yeah. She absolutely she was like she was a misandrist without without apology. Yeah. Like she was like a lesbian. And all of the men who worked in the department were these like beta cuck types. Sure. Who just like, you know. Told her how great she was. More or less. Yeah. And like, I mean, I did not do that, but like, I don't know. She just had an issue with me. Sure. <clears throat> Probably because I was on my phone a lot because I didn't really like that job. Yeah. But I did a good enough job. I did pretty well. But like, the, my whole Whole Foods experience was just a nightmare because, like, I told them specifically I didn't want to work in the kitchen, and they're like, "Okay, but we're gonna put you in the kitchen." Yeah, kitchen sucks. And then, then you can transfer out. And then I started trying to transfer out, and they just like wouldn't let me. Yeah, and I was like, "You don't want me here. Like, you don't like me. You don't want me here. I don't want to be here. Just let let me go sell cheese." Like, I moonlighted in the cheese department oh, for a little while. And that's like, like heaven. I was fucking killing it. Cheese, cheese department. That's yeah. Cheese department and whole body. Yeah. That's the cushiest gig. Yeah. And you're paid better. Right. I was killing it. I was absolutely killing it in the cheese department. Like, then I eventually just quit. Yeah. But, uh. Do you, you steal anything when you quit? Mm, no. Not really. I mean, I sold pens and stuff like that. But. So I was, I was a cashier. Mm. And you know how they had those, like, sandwich and burrito punch cards? Oh, yeah. So when I left, I took, like, a stack of them and just, like, signed off on all of them. Yeah. Or, like, punched them or whatever. So I was eating. I could eat, like, one a week and just, like, rotate the whole foods that I was going to. Right. I so mean, as not to arouse. Those people don't care. Those people don't they care. They don't care at all. That's lowest job satisfaction in the world. If you take anything away from this podcast, I hope it's that uh, most people are underpaid and don't give a fuck about anything that you do. Here's my tip from stealing from Whole Foods, not Whole Foods, but um, Safeway, because Safeways usually have like a Starbucks in them. Like they have some sort of weird partnership. Oh, yeah. You've told me this one before. And so you just, you can't do this with like your whole shot, your whole trip. But if you just want like, one or two things like a snack and a drink or like a thing and a whatever you get, you get up to like maybe two or three items. You just 
go shop, grab your stuff. Don't put them in a basket. Don't do anything like that. Uh, and then just go to Whole Foods. I mean, just go to Starbucks and just order a small coffee. And then, like, you diffuse the situation. So you get whatever you want for, like, the price of a cup of coffee. And th- the people at Starbucks aren't going to be like, oh, do you want to ring that up? Because you would be like, oh, or if they do, you'd be like, oh, I already paid for it. And then they don't give a fuck because they're the only person working at Starbucks and there's, like, seven people waiting for coffee. Yeah. So they're, you got to find the loopholes in life. And... You know, everyone knows the uh, ringing up your organic produce as conventional. Bananas. Bananas, whatever, at the thing. Uh, I rang up a side of uh, king salmon mm. as bananas. Mm-hmm. It's good salmon. Those machines. They're delicious bananas. Those machines are getting smarter, though, and like <clears throat> they alert to the overseer of the machines more now. For me, they're like, you know, like. What, I, I don't know. Just like whenever I ring it in, I always have to get <clears throat> someone to come over and like okay what I'm doing like once or twice. Where is this? Is this at uh, uh, this QFC? I get, yeah, Q, any any self checkout. They always just like oh, I'm 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 like the I'm like the self checkout whisperer man. I know how to work those things. I apparently do not. I don't even like them. Uh, There's that, or you can put like a large item underneath your cart. Yeah, you you just have to look for an overwhelmed employee, right? Easy to slip through, right? How many? What percentage of, of people do you think are living lives completely devoid of meaning? Oh, easy seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five percent. Yeah. Man, that's high. I, I think I think that's a little high. And I I think that's low. You think I, that's I, low? I was, I was trying to be generous with that. I think most people, like. I guess meaning is subjectable. So, 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 so they perceive meaning in their lives, not like you would look at their life and be like, oh, they have meaning. Yeah, I mean, I think most people, I would say that that's probably pretty high because I think most people are, are competent enough in lying to themselves and like prescribing meaning to like, I don't know, being a parent or something. You're like, no, I'm doing something now. And people that like, say that like raising a child is the greatest thing they've ever done with their life. I'm just like, ugh. I'm just like, ugh. How, like that's so the best thing you've ever it, fucking it, done. It's biological programming, man. Right. It's How like, dumb can you be to like not be able to override? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, th- I don't think that's necessarily dumb. It's dumb. If, I think, I think people override... look at us and are like, dude, who would get an arts degree and go to massage school? Like, yeah. that's so fucking dumb to do with your life. I and mean, then, it is. Yeah, exactly. Because the system has been set up for the other way to succeed. But I just think people that can't figure out how to turn off biological impulse or programming are just animals. Like, they're not people. They're just animals. Yeah. And they're animals who make more money than me. Uh but like I mean, it's a biological urge to punch people in the face sometimes. But sure, absolutely, you, you don't do that. Like, well, but that one is that one has more immediate negative consequences. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna completely throw out the rules of society, there, then you're then you're a different kind of creature. I think most you. I think most people probably do have some sort of perverted sense of meaning applied to their life, whether it's real or unreal. But how do you judge that? I don't really know. I, I think percentage-wise, like it's hard to say, but I think a higher percentage than ever feels like no meaning in their life, 
or they're like so overwhelmed by feelings of like meaninglessness and hopelessness. Mm. Uh, and I think, yeah, that's why you see so many people who just want to burn society down. Yeah, me included. Yeah, you you totally included. That's not because you don't have meaning in your life, though. No, I'm just... You just like burning things down. I'm just a trickster. Yeah, you're just a trickster. And it seems like things are burning down. It. I argue with a friend of mine in my head all the time, like he's my number one antagonist. Do you have these internal mental battles? Is, is it like a friend or is it just you? No, it's a real person. Okay. But he and I see the world very extremely differently. And so uh, he's like... Is it Monkey Master? It's not Monkey Master. Uh, no, he he seems like a burn it down kind of guy. More or less. Monkey Master shout out. Yeah. Much love. Uh he's kind of normy but not really. He's he's subversive normy. Yeah. Uh but uh no, I just argue with this guy in my head all the time, real person. And whether these arguments are real or not, I don't know. But like it just in his mind things never change. Nothing bad ever happens. The, you know, protests are stupid. Any, sure. Anybody who wants change is dumb. Like, nothing bad ever happens. Uh, th- bad things can't happen. And then when I brought up, like, the Roe v. Wade overturning and everything, he was like, yeah, that's the one time you're kind of right about things going crazy. I'm like, no, like, I've been right the whole time. Like, it's just visibly happening now. Like, it's just like the things have been, like, things are just visibly happening now. And now they're. Talking about like upending gay marriage, which that's going to be crazy. And they're talking about like revoking uh, Indian nation sovereignty. Sure. And taking all their shit. Uh, they're making, they're going to make big changes to like the way that electoral college votes are decided in the states. Oh, is that true? Yeah. They're basically saying like, oh, uh, the the state governments can just decide to do whatever they want. Wow. Is kind of the what I got out of the 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 In what context? What do you mean? Like So the way that the electoral college works from how I understand it is that different districts will vote in a state. Mm-hmm. And if there's more Republican votes, then the Republicans get the electors. And if there's more Democrat votes, then the Democrats will get the electors. And, uh, you know, then all of the states are summed up and whoever gets the most electoral college votes wins. But the new thing is saying that the state legislatures have more power to kind of like discount the popular vote in states and have a broader power to assign elect electors regardless of how the popular vote goes. Hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, how presidents could win the, or, you know, presidential candidates could win the popular vote. Right. Uh, but still lose. Yeah. It's kind of like broadening the ability for that to happen. Oh, great. Yeah. No, which is fantastic. Right. So voting means even less. Yeah. What? But what I'm trying to say, though, is about like all of these uh, things happening, our civil liberties being encroached upon even mm-hmm. more, and finally things 
coming to uh, fruition. People have been saying this was going to happen for a long time. Yeah. As soon as Kavanaugh got in, people were like, this is going to happen. And well, then, there's six Republican judges now. Yeah. And like people, nah, the guy in my head, nah, nothing changes. They're not going to do anything. They, You're worried about nothing. Nothing's going to happen. And uh, I find I, what I'm finding now is that there's more people who believe less in the system. I think the system is finally starting to topple to the point where like the average person is like, no, the system is actually like is working the way it's intended. It's intended to crush us. And they finally have dialed it in into a way that like it's, it's working very well. But I think people are finally, uh, seeing, I I don't want to say waking up, but like people are finally, able to see the the machinery more oh absolutely they're, they're able to see that it's all been a ruse and they've, they've been duped and like yeah that you know things that the people ruling over them don't care about them right. i think that, that the system is more and more stacked against them improving their lives right more uh, white people are able to see it. more women are able to see this yeah and more more white people are able to see this and boy like the fact that clarence thomas like even so it was like, you know, we're going to look at gay marriage next. Like the fact that he's even like, we're going to look at it is should be enough to like have people burning shit down right now. But like, no, nah, everybody's just like, nah, we'll so see what happens. Pe- pe- we'll see what pe- happens. People are outraged at the systems of like governance, but they're so intrinsically linked to the systems that ensure our quality of life. They're they're addicted to comfort. Yeah, they're addicted to comfort. I'm addicted to comfort. I'm, I'll say it. I'm addicted to comfort. I'm contemplating moving into a van, but I'm like, I think it would be too uncomfortable. Yeah, pain in the ass, at least yeah. initially. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, it's really difficult for the first world to stage any sort of meaningful revolution without a huge collapse. Right. First, without some, you know, enormous mass of enormous loss of life. Right. And uh, dramatic restructuring of the social order. And we don't even know if the restructuring would be good. No, no. I I, I think that. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, that restructuring sucks. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. For a while. Like it's going to be some hard times before they create strong men. I'm not going to put a date or time to it, but I think within our lifetime we will see the disillusion of uh, the United States and more of into like super regions yeah. and more of like an EU situation. Just this country's too big. It's too ungovernable. Like we we want very different things in different places. We don't think the same way about everything. Like we're very divided on big topics. And so I think breaking up the United States into various regions and letting them be more or less somewhat autonomous, I guess, but like in an EU type way. Yeah. And, uh, could be beneficial, but also terrible. I've, I don't know what the fuck would happen in the South like that. I just, I don't know what the fuck would happen down there. Well, we are seeing, a uh, what it was, it was like the first year that California's population growth was negative. Yeah, and, and like ever, Is that, I, I didn't see that. But yeah, yeah, it's like you know, California, and New York, people are kind of disillusioned with how things are going. I mean, there. it's absolutely bonkers to me that anyone with half a brain would be like, "But I want a kid." I don't. I I can't wrap my head around it. 
You have to be so intentionally, you're either willfully ignorant or just actually dumb. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Why? So you're saying it's dumb because you don't think that we are going to have a world to live in. I just think that, yeah. This and, that, and, and that projecting that something that you birth will be able to have any kind of an enjoyable life for 50 to 100 years is, is what's dumb. Yes. I think that most people don't think that. Right, that's what I'm saying. And you think, yeah, I, I don't think that we're hurtling towards the cliff as fast as you think that we're hurtling towards the cliff. I, I thought that we were doomed a lot more when I was younger. Like, I didn't think we were going to go another 15, 20 years. But I, I think the decline is going to be slow enough to where people are still going to be having kids. Like, we're still going to have a society. It's just going to be more uh, second world and fascistic than it currently is. Yeah, that's not good. Well, it's not, it's not good, but it's not so bad that life won't continue. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think we're I going, think I, I don't I think mean, we're going extinct. I think it is bad and that it, uh, the life going forward is bad and <clears throat> wanting, if you have a biological urge, I can understand like adopt granted they don't make that easy, but like. I don't know, it just seems so fucking bananas to me to want to bring somebody else into this fucking mess. But you've never wanted a kid. Mm, I've never... I've I've entertained the idea, but, like, I've, I've all, my main fear around not having a kid, as, as a young adult, my fear around having a kid was that it would be uh, mentally handicapped or, like, physically deformed in some way. Sure. And that I would be forced into loving it, and I don't think I could or would want to. And, no, you can't do the Spartan method. Yeah, and so I was just like, I'm, I don't want this because, like, for in my in my mind, like, there's no way I don't end up with a mentally, like, disabled, like, severely mentally disabled person, and like, I'm. Is, just, is that because of how much you made fun of the mentally disabled kids in high school? No, I never really did that, but like, it's just like I don't know. Just my my gut instinct has told me that my entire life, and I just I don't I don't want to find out. I don't I don't want to deal with that. I don't mm. want. Uh, it's just not for me. Yeah, I like well. coming in butts. That's nature's way of telling me you shouldn't have kids. Ladies, he has a vasectomy. That's so right. That is true. You, I should put, if, you should put that on your Tinder. <laughs> uh, maybe I should. I think you clean up. I think uh, a lot more dudes are going to get vasectomies soon. Maybe to get pussy. I mean, some will definitely be doing it to get pussy. Others, I think, will be doing it. Uh, just because they don't want kids. But. That's good. We got to thin out the gene pool. Yeah. Out with the weak and with the strong. Right. Out, with, out with the weak and in with the weaker. I have been keeping an eye on Lake Mead too, though. Oh, it's fucked. Yeah. But yeah. I looked into, I read some articles and apparently they have like eight years of water stored in like various aquifers yeah. around the Southwest. So like, I guess like they can still have like water but like the power isn't like they're yeah. not gonna have like electricity like i don't know how and who, that... who's getting that water yeah yeah they're just gonna give it to everyone right who knows who knows i don't know uh 
last I checked, Lake Mead was at like 29% and it was dropping like seven inches a week or something like that. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, and that, it's, like, it's like it's like a puddle. Yeah, that was like, and apparently like they've also, uh, Lake Powell is like more north and that feeds Lake Mead. It's mm-hmm. like another dam or lake or whatever. Yeah. And they've been holding water back on that one. Uh, for irrigation, like agricultural sure. irrigation stuff, but then like it's not filling up Lake Mead, and now Lake Mead's probably at like twenty six or twenty five percent. And uh, man, we gotta we gotta build a wall on the fucking Washington State border. Yeah, keep out those climate refugees. It's gonna be like, I mean, I don't want it to happen, but I do want it to happen. I want like if L.A. lost if if that if the Hoover dam stops making electricity, like boy, that is just like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's potentially backup plans, but that's the, that's a workhorse for electricity. Um, I heard that LA has like a bunch of desalinization units going. Okay. But they're like, Oh, that's really expensive. Though. It's really expensive, really energy inefficient. Yeah. But it's like, how can it be expensive if like this is the thing you need to keep a lot? You know what I mean? Like that's ever, ever since I was a child, like I've like, there'd be some like national, like some ecological crisis somewhere. And they're like, we need, we need, you know, it's too expensive to help. We can't get all the resources too expensive. It's just like, it's just always, like, I understand why it's expensive, but like yeah. at the same time, like it just boggles the mind that like this made up system we've created prevents us from doing the right thing because it's unprofitable to do the right thing well you've got to take those resources from somewhere else yeah it's not like you just shit them out yeah but yeah no that's uh no i i i'm psyched on a negative growth incline or negative growth whatever uh i think that's wonderful Mm -hmm. good for us we'll see Bring it on. You know, bring it on. Oh, we got to get guns, man. I got one. Man, what do you got? I got a thirty out 6 I don't even know what kind of gun that is. Is that a handgun? Is no, that it's, a a, it's a rifle. It's a deer rifle. Ah, there you go. Hunting rifle. Nice. I don't have any bullets. That's uh, where they get you. And <clears throat> but I've got a bunch of clips. And, uh, but really, I don't care. I'm not, like, I... If it came down to it, if it was like the difference between me killing someone and being killed in order to live, yeah. I would just die. You just die. Just just die. I don't like I'm not that committed. Like I don't I'm not that committed to to breathing that like I want to fight it out in the wasteland or like fight over a, a cup of water or a can of soup or whatever. Like Sure. I'm done. If 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 it really if it really comes down to like the shit going down in whatever capacity that looks like, like I don't, in any scenario, yeah. I'll give it like a month or two and then I'm going to hang myself. No, I'm going to fight, man. Why? For what? Just because? I got to. Yeah. It's my programming. I'll fight poorly. Like I'm not going to last long. I'm not under any sort of delusions about, uh, my capabilities to survive in the wasteland, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I got to try. Why? What's the end goal? Like, what do you, what, like... Just to keep living. But why? Keep drawing breath. Because that's what, because you got to do it, man. Why? Because 
some little microorganism billions of years ago was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta stay alive. And it made us all. Hmm. And so that's in my brain too. Yeah. I don't really have that programming. Yeah. We'll see. I just don't think I, if someone like, I don't know. Like, I know that I do have it, but I also don't like, I just like, if I had to like fit, if I had to kill somebody over a bag of beef jerky and that was like all I was going to get. And so like, you would, you would just give them the beef. Like I wouldn't like raid beef jerky, uh-huh. but I would protect my beef jerky. Okay. But say you're walking around and you stumble on a car Yeah, and you look through it and there's like a bottle of water and a bag of beef jerky in it. Yeah. And then there's another, like some other guy he sees you eating it and drinking it and it's like, give me that. Yeah, fuck him. That's my, maybe, maybe I'll give him some. Hmm. I don't know. See if we can barter. Yeah, maybe. I just have, I don't know. It just doesn't seem fun. It just doesn't seem. No, it's not fun. It doesn't seem. Of course it's not fucking fun. It's life and death. But like the, the outcome, like the long term, like the, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I trying to stay alive? What, What is the end goal? Like, what is the point? What am, like why why am I fighting to stay alive? Like I can't have children. Don't care about that. Sure. Uh, the things I care about are now gone. Uh, what what is the point? What like why why do this? I think that when it's a struggle to stay alive, that produces its own meaning. Mm. kind of doubling back to that is yeah, their meaning would, in life like really like back to, back to bands of hunters and gathers why were they doing it i mean i guess if i could get in a sick gang then that would change things for me yeah man you could wear a leather cod piece yeah if i you could, could get run in, barter town if i could get into a cool gang i would probably want to stay alive yeah but if i'm just out on my own and like fighting over a protein bar and like a hot sprite no thanks i'm good i don't want to play this game I got a Sprite that's been in the shade. I'm golden. I would have preferred a Sierra Mist, but, you know, see your 20XD6. But just, like, I don't know, I've been watching The Handmaiden's Tale, and, like, I've all, I, I've never understood this with, like, American slavery or uh, concentration camps or any sort of thing where, like, they're just like working you to death like that. Yeah. Like that is clearly what's happening. Like in the handmaid's tale, they're shoveling like irradiated soil and like, they're just getting all these blisters and boils and stuff. But there's like way more of these like women with shovels than there are guards. Like I would just start beating a guard with a shovel and be like, they're going to kill me. But I'm like, hopefully I can fucking take one of their heads off. Like they could do worse than killing you. That's the thing. Yeah. But I would try and, I would try and make it like, if I was on a slave ship, like the, you know, black people coming to America, like I would have been one of the ones that jumps over the side and maybe takes 20 people with me. I don't know. But I would have just jumped over the side. Dude, you couldn't have jumped over the side. They packed them like, no, they, this, like chattel in the hulls. Yeah, but they brought them up on deck and washed them off every once in a while. And like this was like, this was like a thing that happened it was like people would just like make a run for it and mm. just like jump over the side. Like they, 
they, there's just people who were like, fuck this. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what is happening, but I'm not with it. And just like, would just jump over when, like I said, sometimes they would have like a bunch of people shackled to them. So like all, yeah, yeah. all, all the iron just like pull you down. Yeah. It's, I'll make you sink pretty fast. Yeah. Just a concentration camp. Like I'm going to kill at least one guard. Uh, yeah. I think you might have a hard time with that. What? Like killing one guard? Killing a guard. Yeah. Why? Because they're watching you to make sure you don't, do that stuff and have guns, and you're but, and you're malnourished. Yeah, but I, I so like my ultimate, they could just like hit you with the butt of the rifle and be like, get back to work. Like they they can incapacitate you in a way. I wouldn't wait till I was malnourished. I would do it while I'm still strong. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would do it quick. I mean, you you would probably die as a partisan. What do you mean? Just like against the wall? So like, uh. The, the Jewish population of Europe in that time uh, was not in open rebellion. Right. Like they kind of, hmm, how do I say this? Uh, you know, s- some of them just went along with life as normal and they're like, okay, well, this sucks, but, you know, what are we going to do? Right. And other people, like, were like, fuck this, and went to the hills and, like, formed bands of right, right. Uh, partisans, they called them. And it's like uh, militia, and they would fight against the Nazis. And then, you know, I, I suspect you would do something like that. Yeah. Given the opportunity. Given the opportunity, I would for sure do or, something Or, like uh, you know, there was the last stand, like the Warsaw Uprising, yeah. where the Jews had all been ghettoed into Warsaw. Right, and they started, and fighting. They started fighting back. But by then, it was kind of too little too late, unfortunately. Right. But yeah, you know, you're, you're a male in the prime of his life. You know, you can put up some kind of a fight. The, the, the old, the elderly and the women yeah. and children, like that's... You know, and I guess I guess you don't have any people like that that like are holding you back, so you could, yeah, you know, exactly, throw it all away, exactly. Either give me a shovel and tell me to go shovel something. I'm going to swing it at your head first. Like, yeah. At least, you know, die on your feet. Die on my feet. Exactly. That's what I want. There you go. Ah, it's good. This is a grim one. Poop and poop and fucking. Yeah, we we do the end of the world a lot. We do, yeah. It's on my mind a lot because yeah. uh, every day it seems like it's getting a little bit closer. Since I was eight years old, I've been worrying about the end of the oh, world. Oh, same, yeah. yeah. Well, I was really excited about it for a while, and now mm-hmm. I'm less excited about it and more just like, how, how uncomfortable is this going to be? Can't this just happen faster? Like, Am I going to get Wi-Fi in the <laughs> apocalypse? Can't this just happen fast? I do think, though, that if they up and, like, Roe v. Wade huge up a huge problem like that is it's not good um, no i i think that we'll have like states in open revolt yeah if they, yeah. if they do the gay thing well just if it keeps going the way that it is going i think that's kind of really what they want though don't you think also here's my biggest conspiracy theory that i'm the only one talking about you heard it here first this is my idea uh this is this is my own concoction and me uh, Charlie daying it together with the strings and the mania. But I think that January 6th, right? Sure. The, the, 
proto the insurrection the proto insurrection the half-hearted insurrection uh was a bread and circus type mock revolution that was true in nature i think that like the impetus was there for that to happen but the cia fbi whatever had instigators within that group because of course they did oh sure absolutely and they just pushed it in a certain way fueled it up a little bit and let it go they knew what was going to happen because no one of any consequence got hurt or injured that day it just scared people a lot yeah uh nothing really crazy happened but what it did do was showed the american people that if you go against the machine you will be crushed and that only idiots would go against the machine only hillbilly redneck incel fucktards would do this and that this is not a viable means of productivity this doesn't work we will get you you will go to jail you will be outnumbered you will be your actions will be uh in insignificant and i think that that is like they let us all see that that it was just like this meaningless ultimately like in ultimately like meaningless uh i can't think of the right word i'm trying to say right now but it was like, an exercise in futility exercise to in try futility. and yeah. to try and but overthrow I think, was, I think it was like coordinated in like a way to like let us see that like you can't fight the machine because like nothing happened of any consequence other than nothing happened yeah and so i think it's just like in people's psyche and the zeitgeist that like this is not a uh a method to in, enact change and like now people when it, when it's like that happened and then like what seven months later we have roe v wade overturned they're talking about all this other stuff like yeah it just the timing of everything uh well i mean things things accelerated into ridiculousness politically at unprecedented speeds once trump got into office uh so there was that and then COVID happened and there was undoubtedly corruption and fraud on both sides during the 2020 election uh there were huge riots on both sides throughout the pandemic uh so yeah i mean it's it's unfortunately just kind of par for course some bullshit like this and i don't know it's like it's too soon to tell i think it was a ruse it's it's definitely a ruse but i think it's it's too soon to tell what the long game is going to end up being yeah um well, I mean, this Republican through, Supreme Court is is unfortunately going to be around for a while. Right. Um, yeah, I think if they come for the gays next, uh, that unfortunately people will be more upset about that than Roe v. Wade. And uh, because now you're affecting white men, too. And uh, I think you're likely to get more of a reaction. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of exciting, honestly. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, we good? You wanna... We're all set. All right. Come to our spelling bee. Hey, yeah, we're we're doing spelling bees at Jai Tai now. Uh, we encourage you to get drunk and this Thursday spell spell. 
Michael Aguilera said he was thinking about it. Shout out. All right. I'm glad I'm glad he's thinking. Yeah. He said it sounds cool. You heard it here first. Sounds cool. Uh yeah, come out and spell stuff. Get drunk. Jai Tai. You got hands on bartenders there. All right, Rain City Jerks.